The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. And yes, indeed, I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. Uh, this is another edition of the TWBC podcast, and I have a special guest uh, lined up uh, this time around. Uh, one of the uh, the top up-and-coming slalom skiers uh, in all of the world in the women's ranks. Her name is Chelsea Mills. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Tony. Uh, no worries. And obviously that little bit of an intro there for you makes you sound awfully young. But I mean, you got into the slalom of, uh, game uh, relatively late in, in, in life, haven't you? I would say super late compared to my competitors, considering most of them started, you know, before age five and I started at 26. So, yeah, I would say it was quite late but i'm fortunate to have come upon this sport and i just fell in love with it okay give us a little bit of uh, of a background as to how you got into the sport of skiing because your your original sport of choice was tennis right correct yes i played uh division one college tennis and um, at what college at bucknell university in pennsylvania okay um yep graduated in 06 and after college just wanted um, to do something different. I had gotten up on skis in um, summer camp, and so I knew how to get up. There was I did not know how to do anything other than get up. Um, I could sort of cross the wakes, but not properly. And um, yeah, I just bought a ski. I thought gliding across the water on top of the water was the coolest thing ever. And so I just wanted to find a way to do it. I bought a ski online before I had a boat, before I had a lake, and before I had anyone to actually ski with. Do you remember what that ski was? It was a Connolly something or other. I'm not sure. <laughs> I bought it on Overton's. It was like a $300, you know. Probably like a concept or something like that, mid-range on, ski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, yeah, it was like a Connolly concept or something similar. All right, then. So that was all the way back in, what what was it, in the early 2000s, right? Uh, so uh, when I bought the ski, yeah, it was, um, oh, oh, 09 or 10, something okay. like that. Somewhere around about. 2010-ish. Yep. Yeah. So 10 years later, you're here, you're competing against the very best in the world, you know, and I mean, like taking that into account and your rise in the sport, you know, you know, it must give you some pause for thought, you know. It did. I think it was just God kind of gave me this premonition that I was supposed to be a skier. I don't know why. I always kind of thought that. And I just, it, he just sort of made that all work together. And it ended up ended up really working out. And I just, I've really fallen in love with the sport. The people of the sport, um, just the family atmosphere is incredible excellent stuff so 
Uh, we're here at the Malibu Open, or at least the day before the Malibu Open uh, takes place here in Trophy Lakes in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, for for many years, your your home was actually in North Carolina, and your line of work was uh, was uh, was and still is a sports psychology. Is that is that still correct to this day? Sort of, yeah. Um, I was in. I moved to North Carolina to be the assistant coach at UNC Charlotte um, for their tennis team, and that was kind of what brought me to the area. Um, and then it was sort of, if you were going to continue to coach in college, it was sort of like, okay, you're going to have to move around the country. And I, um, I had just sort of fallen in love with skiing and a lot of the colleges that I was going to go to was like, oh, this is not going to work. I'm not going to be able to ski. So I ended up starting my own business, doing private lessons and coaching tennis. And then um, as that became very draining and sort of an hourly thing that I had to keep up in order to make money, I my goal was always to get off of the court and segue into more of the sports psychology side of things and I just happened to find this company winning mindset and so I've been with them for two years now. Excellent, excellent. So is there is are there any kind of technical little bit of tidbits or, or, or any or any kind of tricks or tips that you that you can take from tennis and and immediately apply uh, uh, apply into skiing because they're so diametrically you know, different, you know, being on water, being with the ski, you know, racket, you know, pacing around from side to side, forward and backwards on the, on the, on the court. But they're both highly cardiovascular uh, uh, mm-hmm. activities. And I mean, ask anyone that's, uh, that's cleaned a pass at 28 or at 32 off, and you, it does raise your heart rate. At, it's um, much like tennis. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think they're, they are so different, but like in all sports, there's a huge mental component that is arguably greater once you have a certain level of skill than the physical component. Um, but I think that some of my uh, natural grit and grind, um, I'm going to figure it out mentality definitely translated to the skiing um, from tennis. I I would spend, you know, five hours a day on the court. And so that that's kind of I'm, everyone kind of knows me as the person who skis way too much, but that's kind of what's also gotten me, I think, to where I am. And I'm also trying to make up a lot of lost time. Okay. So I, I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing in the world to ski a lot. And um, I think a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but I think it's really helped me a lot to get a lot of time on the water and just figure things out um, much like I remember Joel Halley saying he used to take like hour and a half sets wow um, and so and I think he was a late starter too so yeah, I think, yeah, I think if you start late you kind of have to play a little bit of catch up and and get some experience on the water and so just kind of that grit grind mentality but yeah there are definitely some um, some tricks um, but yeah mental toughness is mental toughness and mindset's mindset no matter what sport you're doing and I mean you started relatively late but you actually managed to get in touch with a pretty darn decent slalom coach to be able to guide you along because obviously making up for that amount of time with the with the amount of sets that you're doing you know it's very very easy to pick up some some bad habits and they stick with you and it's nay on impossible to shake them off but you had some good coaching right from the start I've had a lot of amazing coaching I mean 
it wouldn't I can't necessarily say it was like one person here or there. Um, there have been some instrumental coaches in my last 10 years, um, you know, kind of starting out. It was kind of, you know, just like it was like Jack Travers and it was like, you know, and then it kind of went into like Andy Mapple in terms of like the pros. I mean, I had coaching also from kind of just like club members that I was around that were better than me um, and just picked up a lot from um, from various people. And I was always kind of listening to everyone. And sometimes that got me in trouble. So like, it was like, okay, you know, now we have some differing points of view. And then it was like, all right, that's not helping when you are trying to do two opposite things. So, and you can get turned around backwards and you're trying to work on a different thing every set. That doesn't work either. No. So there needs to be some consistency. There needs Um, to be some equilibrium, some point of reference to where you, you, where if you... If you stray too far away from it, then you know about it and you need mm-hmm. to get back in. Right. And now I now I kind of have developed sort of like a mini team for myself. And so I have like certain people I go to for certain things. So like um, Chris LaPointe is kind of my technical and also my equipment guy. And then like Jen LaPointe is kind of more of my mindset coach. I've, I've kind of hired her on to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever... I want something new. I like to go to like Andrew Bergman, um, Andrew Ross, and those guys um, always kind of, Drew is really big picture. And so he gets me to see like um, things from a much bigger picture perspective. And Andrew always gives me something that I've never heard before. And that's really cool too. Um, So that's kind of who I consider like at this point the instrumental people on my team and this has definitely been like a better year for me until I got hurt um in August than any other year to this I I've knew how I've known how to like run 38 since I was like I don't know for like the last six or seven years I was running 38 but this year it was like okay let's how do we do this in on tournaments? a consistent yeah, basis yeah. on a consistent basis and in tournaments and yeah, cause, um, yeah, because being able to say that you're running 38 off is all well and good, but I mean, when you start running 38 off, you do it like about maybe two set, two maybe one two sets out of every ten. It's mm-hmm. it's one thing to be at that level, but to get to a level where you're running it like eight or nine sets out of ten, and to the point where you're running it every single time, you know that's yeah. that that that's that takes the most time to develop. Yeah, it does. And I mean, that's kind of where I got to this summer. But then, um, yeah, then I had a really bad crash after US Open the day after US Open. And so now I'm kind of just I've had a couple of days of skiing and I'm here because I want to represent the country and worlds. And so you kind of want to stay on top of the competition game. Um, But I don't, you know, I don't necessarily feel dialed with like a couple of sets in five weeks. Mm. Um, So I haven't really trained the way I should train, but I just couldn't. Um, So I don't know where I'm at at this point right now, but I'm just like happy to be here and happy to represent USA at Worlds. And that'll be my first Worlds. And I didn't want to pass that opportunity by me because in two years I'm going to be 40. So who knows where I'll be at that point. I mean, we have some great examples of Karen True Love skiing still, but like, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, as uh, as the years pass, you know, the opportunities to actually get to the highest echelons of the sport become less and less and less, and certainly didn't help help you at least coming into the sport as late as late as you did. But but putting that aside, I mean, the the injury that you have right now, uh, looking at your leg, it's is it an ankle injury or something a little bit more involved? Yeah, I um, it's an ankle injury. I ruptured my deltoid ligament and my anterior tibular. I don't know some the one on the outside as well. So actually, like complete tears, um, full rupture on both sides. So the fact that I'm skiing five weeks after that is is kind of amazing, and I'm thankful to some great doctors that have helped get me here. But um, you know, I'm no, by no, you know, you tell your body to do certain things when you're injured and that, you know, doesn't always respond and say, mm. so on a, it just doesn't, it's not exactly doing exactly what I say right now. My, my feet aren't doing exactly what I say. Okay. Obviously you had goals at the beginning of the season and I don't know how close you were to realizing them, whether it's being more consistent or getting to a certain point or winning certain, certain amount of titles or what have you, but First of all, have you gotten anywhere close to those goals yet, or and and if not, how much how much of a diversion has the injury skewed you away from those? Yeah, um, I I actually am really happy with my season. Um, I've had such an amazing year. I I just wanted I really wanted to start finishing in the top five of events, and I think I finished in the top five of six events. And I managed to win a pro tournament. You were there in Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, that was your first excursion to the ski tournament outside of the United States, from what I believe, it, yes? Yes, uh, it was. So, and then I've been in the top three a couple of other times um, with the best of the best. So, to me, I've, like, fully co- accomplished what I wanted to accomplish this year. I mean, I wanted to run 39 and at you know, but that's just kind of like a record tournament thing. I'd love to run 39. I started, started running in some in practice. Um, and so, you know, I've, that's kind of always been a goal, but, um, but yeah, I, I've like more than achieved what I wanted to achieve this year and just wanted to kind of keep that up. Um, you know, and I obviously unforeseen circumstance. I mean, if I hung my hat on the year right now, I would say I'm, I'm happy with it, but I'm, I'm really honored to be representing USA at Worlds, and I just want to, I want to do that. So whether I'm a broken athlete or not, I want to, I want to do that. All right, then. You've obviously provided a lot of great inspiration for for a lot of skiers of of, of your age range. You know, I mean, you're going to be celebrating your 40th birthday not too far away from here, and I mean, there's there there are pl- there are plenty of women slalom skiers, you know, that are in like women's four, women's five, and all and all of that kind of age range that are seeing what you're doing, like saying, hey, listen, if Chelsea Mills can can slash and dash with the best of them, age 40, then why don't I give this give it a shot? Right. I mean, I think that we put a lot of um, we put a lot of stereotyping actually on ourselves and decide, well, I'm too old to accomplish xyz or um i don't have the genetics or i don't have the quote-unquote talent which i don't really believe in talent um but you know i i really think that um i mean i hope i am i would love to inspire um other people and i've had 
I've had people come to me and that were like in their mid twenties and and say, you know, I'm just so inspired by your story because you know I didn't ski growing up and I know that the highest level is possible for me. So I hope to be, yeah, I I hope to be an inspiration for for others. This has definitely been a dream for me. I can't believe I'm here. All right then. So uh, before we wrap up the the podcast, I typically ask uh, I guess if they would want to give a shout out to uh, to friends, family, whomever they're supporting you. So I'm going to leave the mic open for you to to do that. Yeah, I mean, like I would just like to thank my team. Who I mean, really, my my two that I want to say is just Chris and Jen Lapointe. Like they are, they've really almost adopted me as like a, another daughter um you know we we just went on a 31 day trip across the country we went everywhere together um they've supported me just you know if i say i need to ski at 7 a.m they'll be there um if i need my ski fixed they'll fix it if i need to talk and go to dinner and discuss something in my life that I need support around, they'll be there. So, um, I just can't thank them enough for the, um, just unconditional support in every way on and off the water. Um, so yeah. All right, then that was Chelsea Mills. I've been Tony Lightfoot. This has been the latest episode of the TWBC podcast. Uh, so until next time, it is ciao for now. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.